They say its usual method of killing its prey is by hugging it to death. When in the water, it swims like a frog, and when on the shore, it walks on its hind legs with its head erect, in which position it measures 12 or 13 feet in height. Hello, welcome back. All right, so this, this time, for the record, episode number nine. Boom, Counting Cryptids, episode nine. We talked about it ahead of time this time. I don't know if it made it in last time. Probably never had. I never remember. We always do it wrong. Boom. We looked it up this we're time. In. We're prepared. We're in. We're starting. We're hot. Coming in What hot are we talking the, about today, Connor? With the bunyip. Boom, the bunyip. Or the word gaya. I did. I should have looked up how to pronounce this one. Just, just do it. Kian Pratty. Kian Pratty. Kian Pratty. Yeah. Kian Pratty. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> this is gonna be a long episode. Ugh. Not in length. It's just gonna feel like a really long episode. <laughs> Twelve to thirteen feet, approximately. Uh. So yeah. The right. bun. Yep. 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 <laughs> What is the bunyip? What is the bunyip? That's a great question. Okay. The, uh, the bunyip comes to us from Australian Aboriginal mythology. Uh, I, I saw that it was found in at least nine regional variations uh, across Aboriginal Australia, of course. Oh, well, weird. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of... There's a couple of different names I saw, um, but the original name bunyip has been traced back to the Wemba Wemba language. I think that's how you say that. If... I didn't look that one up either. So I, I, like I apologize Wimba. to any Australian Aboriginals listening to the podcast. Uh, you know, or just uh, Australians in general, uh, or really, really anybody listening to the podcast. <laughs> if we've offended you, we apologize. Uh, but but Bunyip uh, roughly translates to devil or evil spirit. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty scared of the in, uh, Bunyip. In the 1850s, the word became more synonymous with like imposter or pretender in uh, regards to like politicians and yeah um in the 1990s the australian prime minister paul keating described an opposing party as a bunyip or bunyips i guess so it was put in the dictionary i think probably i mean at that point it had to have been that's yeah i mean that's not the first known written use of it either so we'll get to that yeah, it was also the uh, oh, name nope, of a that's, newspaper. That's not true. That's not the first written use because the first written use is a year later. <laughs> yeah, it appeared in English print in, in 19, 1840s ahead. I have 51. I got the word bunyip may have appeared first in English print in mid-1840s. Don't have where. We will get back to that momentarily then. You can summon the bunyip in Scribble Knots games. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what is scribble knots? Great question. Don't know. It's a game. I'm assuming there's scribbling involved. I don't know. Show your work. Uh, it was at the bottom of the Wikipedia page. That <laughs> <laughs> had something to do with scribbles. I have no idea what scribble knots is. Uh, in it's a Nintendo DS game. Apparently, you Where can you scribble. summon a bunyip. Apparently you can summon a bunyip. Let's see if I find a picture of this bitch. So I found Scribblenauts Wiki fandom. There's a Jersey Devil. Oh. This looks like uh, some large bat I don't know about. A hool? No. Here's the bunyip. Yeah, it looks like a deer. All right, so I will make sure I link to this one. Um, so real quick, if you could Google for me, Scribble Knots Bunyip. Uh, hopefully the first one that comes up is something with a... It's got a horn, and the, the, it's got two large teeth sticking out of its mouth. Uh, the, the, the first tooth is the exact same as the horn on the back of its head. So you pull that image up for me and view it on the full screen. 
Does its tail look like it's just pooping three turds out to you? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was all that's about. I'm sorry. I probably peeked that out. <laughs> D- dookie, dookie tail. All I'm saying is it just looks like he's pooping. We'll definitely make sure I link to that photo. It's aggressive. Uh, unless you're pl- unless you're playing no the the bunyip in oh, Scribble Knots, okay. yeah. But unless you're playing like Scribble Knots Unlimited, whatever the fuck that is, um, it's neutral. I don't think our listener. There's any, but there's there, if there's somebody, any Scribble Knots fans out there in there. Knows the thing or two about Scribble Knots. Let me. How about you get me learnt? Yeah, holler at me. I mean, I I holler at wanna, you boys. I want to play it. If they've got cryptids in there. I want to check it out. No, that's that's actually pretty right. I'm into I'm into it. We'll, we'll see what I, I don't have a Nintendo don't know DS. What is the, the gameplay is like. But we could watch it on Twitch, Connor. This thing up from down under. I read one of the comments on the fandom page. It said what? This thing up from down under. This thinga this from down under. Probably typo. It probably says this thing's from down under, but it says this thinga from down under. This thing up from down under. Make sure and then somebody else that. commented and said this thing... He's not in Scribble Knots. Who wrote this article? It's an Easter egg, and you're clearly too dumb yeah. to know how to find him. Sir, um, you have not played Scribble Knots. Calling bullshit on you, little cutie four 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 four. So, uh, you would find a, a bunyip in Australia, obviously, since we said yeah. Australian Aboriginal mythology. Uh, Often around swamps. Swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, water holes, and a billabong for the uninitiated is a branch of a river forming a backwater or stagnant pool made by water flowing from the main stem during a flood. I thought for sure you were going to say a brand of surfing wear. You pack sun working son of a bitch. I don't work. Th- I haven't worked there in a decade. Yeah, it's been a minute. 2008. What, uh, what does this bunyip look like? Well, the descriptions vary pretty widely. There's a lot of things. So, commonly described as a dog-like face, uh, a crocodile-like head, dark fur, a horse-like tail, flippers, and walrus-like tusk or horns, or a duck-like bill. Also, I've seen descriptions that say it has feathers, fins, tusks, claws, beards, a duck bill, a horse tail, a single massive eye. And a stomach mouth, which I don't know what the fuck means. The only thing I can think of is like a pelican. I don't think they digest food in their gullet. I don't think they do either. A stomach mouth. Uh, Another description I saw that was pretty fun is an enormous starfish. I didn't run across that one. Yeah, that's a good one. So... It, the, the the commonality seems to be that it's just it's large enough to eat a man, but okay. it 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 kind of seems like it's just like been used as a catch-all term for like weird shit for something unexplained. Yeah. So kind of running into some of the similar things that we did with Doarku, especially just some translation things or mis yeah just misidentification or yeah. Uh, I saw a description that said that it looks similar to a snake with a man and a beard. Yeah. What does that even mean? I, uh, snake with a man. Did you have the other description from that quote too? No, I'll read the rest of it because it... Uh, uh, who's it come to us from? It's from the Geelong Advertiser Okay. in 1845. And... It describes the bunyip in great detail, and I have down that it was the first recorded use of the term. See, I do have that as well now, uh, in, next to that, but then or in another spot I have also that it was the first. Ah, never mind, that's the first documented. Never mind, never mind. I misread what I had said. I apologize. Continue. So, 1840s. 1845, yes. <clears throat> um, it goes on to say, the bunyip, then, is represented as Uniting the characteristics of a bird and of an alligator. It has the head resembling an emu with a long bill and extremity of which is a transverse projection on each side. With serrated edges like the bone of a stingray, its body and legs partake of the nature of the alligator. The hind legs are remarkably thick and strong and the forelegs are much longer but still of great strength. 
The extremities are furnished with long claws. And then that's where our quote started. It's a clusterfuck of animals. Again, this is where we're getting into this like kind of catch-all term for something that you aren't quite sure what is. I yeah. saw uh, the boogeyman. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of like maybe we'll do an episode on the boogeyman and see if there's like an actual thing that is the boogeyman. But yeah, it, again, it seems it's just like the thing in your the monster under your bed, the thing in the closet. It's that is you know what I mean? Just the boogeyman, the scary thing. Yeah, it seems in the wilderness. The animal that I wasn't sure what was is the bunyip. Maybe that is the actual translation of the word. But again, it it, it does. It's the The evil spirit. It's been lost in time or in actual translation. Yeah. Um, Some of the depictions that I saw look like a Siberian tiger. Yeah, some of them look like a fucking rad panther. Yeah, man. Big fangs. That that, that main image that was like the original one that I I saw where I was like, we're doing an episode on this bitch. Yeah. Badass. I will make sure I link to that picture too. Um, It's a very cool one. And then it I think we also need her to link to the, like, I'm sure you saw it, the fucking weird-ass looking motherfucker that... Yes, with the single enormous eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And potentially that is the stomach mouth motherfucker too, because... There you go. Oh, maybe that's what it is. So it has, like, like a little butthole on the end, and then, like, a, a little thin thing, and then it, like, bags out, like, really wide. Like a Just- stomach digest its food and the tip of its oh i see i did oh that's what stomach mouth means yeah that it just digests its food in its mouth i thought it was just like like a snake describing the way it looked no snakes just swallow shit whole and then digest them but it's where does their mouth end and where does their throat begin where does your mouth end and where does your throat begin right here it's the same on a snake and then here and then there's esophagi i think esophagus is right here yeah, you're right. Throat is just a general term for this region. I think esophagus is the the, the tube. tube. Is that maybe a breathing tube though? I think there's both. He can't you do have both. two separate esophagi. You got a breathing tube, and then you have an esophagus. Esophagus is where the food goes. Yeah. What? I think we talked about this a bit, but uh, possibly half horse, half alligator. Um, yeah, we I ran through that stuff a little quick, but it's it's kind of just like a a fucking take a wheel and each slot oh god this is a terrible analogy you spin a wheel and each slot on the wheel has a different part of an animal yeah and then you, you just, just come spin up with it five until you parts. you have picked a piece from every animal and then you're done it's, it's almost like like Elephant part of it tusks. seems like like a giant fucking platypus that's kind of what I was thinking. In some of it with like a duck bill, you know, and like flippers and dark fur and like a a dog-like face and a crocodile-like head. Like some of yeah. it sounds like a platypus. If you didn't know what a platypus was, you might just describe it as this fucked up Well, platypus may as well be, I, I think technically was encrypted for a really long time because I, they, they didn't I think it was it. real. They thought it was fucking fake. And they're, they're fucking weird as hell. I they still have don't poison know that they're real, dude. on the back of their fucking... On their back feet, they have poison spurs. I will not be convinced that a platypus is real until I see one in real life. What about cheetahs, Connor? Are they real? That's more believable than a fucking mismatch of Maybe platypus seen a parts. cheetah in a zoo, now that I think about it, but probably I, not a platypus. Actually, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen a cheetah in a zoo. Snow leopards, for sure. I've seen a lot of stuff. Shit, maybe not a cheetah. If you've seen a cheetah in a zoo, take a picture of it and send it our way. Then we can see the cheetah that you saw in the zoo. <laughs> um, but in uh, 1847, a skull was found near okay, yeah. the uh, Mermumbinji. Sorry. I'm glad you have this down because I, I was going to get it down, but I definitely did not. Uh, I will make sure to link to the picture of this skull. Yeah. Um, so in the Mermumbidgee, I'm just going to go with that. I'm sorry if that's wrong. River in New South Wales. Um, they found a skull and in the Tasmanian Journal Volume 3, um, W.S. McClay, it's M-A-C-L-E-A-Y, um, wrote about this skull 
thinking that it was a bunyip and that it was possibly a half horse, half alligator in its time of living. But um, what I saw was that it was later proven to be the cranium of a disfigured horse or calf. Though I, I don't know. Oh, I did. Uh, okay, that, first of all, that sounds terrifying. The combination of an alligator and a horse. Yeah. I just picture like an, a horse body with an alligator, alligator tail and no, no head, just a horse with little stubby legs, alligator legs, just running around in the field. I picture a full on horse with just an alligator head. That's terrifying. Yes. Does it have an alligator tail? I feel like. I don't know. I can't get past the head in my mind. It's just. Yeah, it's. Uh, so if you've seen uh, Silent Hill. The triangle head guy that drags the axe everywhere, that's like what the alligator head in my mind is. The equivalent of like that head on that guy is like that alligator head on that. You're like, what the fuck? What is going on? He's just dragging an axe also. The alligator horse? The horse, yeah. The bunyip. The bunyip. he holding his hooves? So also, it has some kind of abilities. It said... The the mythology, the, the story is that it was like preying upon women and children at night. Yes. And they ventured too close to the water. So I guess just and keeping livestock. people from running away. Yeah, specifically livestock. Um, Again, hugging people to death, super weird. One story tells of the bunyip hypnotizing a woman for several weeks and keeping oh. her as a slave until the storm, or the spell was broken. I had by not a heard storm. this one. That's, that, that's epic. That's fucking weird. I don't, I don't really, yeah, it's... Some it's weird. Some child molester. Kidnapped. It said a woman. Uh, a young Let's woman. just rapist then. Yeah. Just a general rapist. General rapist? <laughs> <laughs> I watched How I Met Your Mother the other day. I would like to tell you that I want to remember to do that every single time I see that episode. I'm like, God, that is so funny. I want to do that in my life. Whenever I hear someone say those things, that was the first time I forget immediately every time like part of that maybe is like something to do with the way that i live my life that's fine but i mean i i want to remember and i'd just like to say that i'm really glad that you did that that was very funny i i appreciate that moment connor <laughs> oh glad i i could bring that up on record uh i had one legend from these aborigine aboriginal stories of a man named Bunyip who broke oh. the rainbow serpent's greatest law by eating his totem animal. Yes. Reading this, I was like, well, what are these things? Like, a totem what? animal. I understand what a totem okay. animal is, but like, what the fuck is a rainbow serpent? So that'd be like a religious thing. That'd be like right. the... A dragon? The good spirit. The, the well, good not, dragon? It's not the good spirit. There is actually... Good that's spirits. the next one is the good spirit, but... Yeah. It's, it's like the... An important one. The yeah. rainbow spirit. His greatest law. He's the rule maker. Clearly. If he has laws. They saw a rainbow in the sky and... But he was banished. Banished by, by the good, the spirit. good spirit. Biami. Yes. I and hope he that's became right. the evil spirit. Yeah. So and then he started luring tribesmen and their livestock into the water so he could eat them all. Delicious. Yeah. Sometimes also described as like benevolent. And not yeah, malevolent, just, just like yeah, just hanging out and like, like really like good intentioned towards people and mankind. I don't I fucking understand. Just like if like, you play Scribble Knots Unlimited. <laughs> uh, one was allegedly killed by a spear. I came across this, but I didn't find too much more information on it. Uh, yeah, I don't. But again, like as far as like if you had to defend yourself from one, a spear it, would again, be it, the it appears way to, to just go. be like an animal. So specifically a spear or just like again like the way that you would kill anything guns and explosions is is typically the way to go in my mind harpoons yeah <laughs> um i had in one story that uh, we will get to um that fuck it he, just get into it yeah let's get just, into just it just do the story hit me hit me this is actually the next one on my list so um this is going to go back to william buckley of cheshire england and he was found guilty of theft, sent to Australia to serve his sentence of 14 years. But 
Shortly after arriving, he managed to escape imprisonment. And so he found himself at home. He made himself at home with the Watharung. Wing that one. Aborigines and spent the next 30 years with them. And for some reason, this was in the story. He took on two wives during that time. And, but in 19, or sorry, in 1835, he came out of hiding and was pardoned of his crime. But in 1852, somebody wrote a book about him, and this dude was named John Morgan. And the book was titled The Life and Adventures of William Buckley. Sounds like a very Western fucking book. Yeah. Was, I, think, I think part of that is like Adventures of Yeah. William Huckleberry H. Bonnie. Adventures of William H. Bonnie. I just made that up. I was listening to Keeping a Fest in the Car. <laughs> Fucking shout out. Also, then, we'll just like to take this moment to... Uh... Oh, shit, you know what? We never did our uh, episode on if Australia was actually real, but I'm just going to move past that and just thank Australia for all the amazing metal bands that have come out of Australia real quick. Absolutely. If you happen to be from there... Kudos to you. Thanks, I guess. I don't know if you had anything, any role to play in that whatsoever. They've got some good shit if for a made-up country. <laughs> so this book, The Life and Adventures of William Buckley, um, William Buckley himself shared with John Morgan uh, that his experience with the Bunyip when he was traveling for several days to a place known as Kironamat where a large lake was. Um, while at the lake, he describes the bunyip he sees, and I've got a fucking long quote I'm going to try and get through in one take. In the deep water rivers is a very extraordinary amphibious animal, which the natives call bunyip, of which I could never see any part except the back, which appeared to be covered with feathers of a dusky gray color. It seemed to be about the size of a gr- full-grown calf and sometimes larger. The creatures only appeared when the weather is very calm and the water smooth. I could never learn from any of the natives that they had seen either the head or the tail, so that I could not form a correct idea of their size or what they were like. Here, the bunyip, the extra- extraordinary animals I had already mentioned, were often seen by the natives, who had a great dread of them, believing them to have some supernatural power over human beings, so as to occasional death, sickness, disease, and such like misfortune. They have also a superstitious notion that the great abundance of eels in some of the lagoons where animals resort are ordered for the bunyip's provision and they therefore seldom remain long in such neighborhoods after having seen, having seen the creature. When alone, I several times attempted to spear a bunyip, but had the natives seen me do so, it would have caused great displeasure. And again, if I had succeeded in killing or even wounding one, my life would probably have paid forfeit. They considered the animal, as I had already said, something supernatural. So, like I said, yeah. They had quite a bit of supernatural characteristics, according to the Aborigines. And uh, you said you could just kill them by a spear. Yeah, that guy was trying to spear him, too. He's trying to spear him, but... Apparently, spear's the way to go. Maybe there's something specific about that. He was trying to spear him, but everybody thought that he'd be fucked if he'd killed one. Yeah, everybody was like, no way, dude, don't do it kind of thing. I mean, there's no proof that you're going to die if you spear one, but... But you're going to die if you spear one. (laughs) Yeah, just don't spear one. Just stay away from them. Just stay away from the water, as we've uh, come to learn on Counting Cryptids. Uh, That was in an article I read off MysteriousUniverse.org by Nick Redfern, and he does some good shit. He does a lot. Dude writes... And he's on like History Channel and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's legit. Legit. So the Chalicum Bunyip. Okay. Uh, let's say is a carving of a Bunyip made in the made by the uh, made by Aborigines in the bank of Fiery Creek that measures uh eleven 
paces long and four paces in extreme breadth. Breadth. Uh, it's first documented in 1851 by the Aust- by the Australian, which is the name of a newspaper. So that yeah. was where I got confused earlier. Uh, the paper claimed that the creature had been speared after killing an Aboriginal man. Uh, it was suggested that the Aboriginals returned annually to retrace the image until the 1850s. This is the the speared bunyip you're talking about. Uh, so, the outline no longer exists, but I will make sure. There's photos of it from the newspaper. I will include a link to that photo as well. There's an outline where it died? What? There's an outline of where they it died? They made a drawing of it after that happened, so then they oh, kept like coming back every sketch, year to retrace okay. the image, and then it just fades away. Like or a it's chalk a carving. outline? Yeah, I don't know how that shit works. Well, they, it was a carving. Oh, okay. So just retrace it, but for some reason it no longer exists. I'm not really sure why. But People I, kept fucking with it. Probably. Kept rubbing the... It says carving, but the, the thing looks... It really looks like a painting. I'm not sure oh, mm. how it works. Because it's like darkened. So maybe it's just been darkened on the image so you can see it. I'm not 100%. Well, again, I will, I will link to the image I found associated with that. I'll have to go back and look at that image. Uh, back in 1818, James Meehan... And his explorer buddy, Hamilton, whom, H-U-M-E, found bones of an enormous size in Lake Bathurst in New South Wales. So there's a lot of New South Walesians. I, 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 again, real quick, I did see that it was kind of spread all across the continent. I did too, but then when I ran into all these stories, a lot of them are from New South more Wales. more in the same spot, yeah. Um, so maybe check that, that area first and then work your way out. Um, they thought the creature may have looked like a manatee or hippopotamus. And then in 1821, a Mr. E.S. Hall, Mr. E.S. Hall, wrote Mr. a... Mr. S. Hall! S. Hall! He's over here, S. Hall! S. Hall! This S. Hall! He wrote a letter to the editor of the Sydney Gazette and the New South Wales Advertiser... So, uh, describing his run-ins, multiple run-ins, he's got two, and I will read quotes of his... Um, he's seen it twice? He's seen it twice. Dude. What? Saw. 1818. He's probably dead. Huh? He encountered him. Rest in peace. Yeah, he is probably long dead. Um, so his first one, um, he is describing uh, how he sees this bunyip out in the distance of the water. He writes... My attention was attracted by a creature casting up the water and making a noise in, sa- in sound resembling a porpoise, but shorter and louder. The head only was out of the water. At the distance I stood, about a hundred yards, it had the appearance of a bulldog's head, but perfectly black. The head floated about as though the animal were re- recreating itself. It's cut up the water behind, but the quantity thrown up Enviced neither strength nor bulk. It remained about five minutes and then disappeared. Hmm. So that's his first sighting. Okay. Interesting. Bulldog face. His next sighting. Number two. As I was dressing, a creature at the distance of about 180 or 150 yards suddenly presented itself to my view. It had risen out of the water before I perceived it and was then gliding on the smooth surface with the rapidity of a whaleboat as it appeared to me at the time. Its neck was long, apparently about three feet out of the water and about the thickness of a man's thigh. The color, a jet black. The head was rather smaller in circumference than the neck and appeared surrounded with black flaps, which seemed to hang down and gave it a most novel and striking appearance. The body was not to be seen, but from the rippling of the water, I judged it to be no longer than the neck. Some interesting it's sightings. Fucking weird. I don't understand why every single sighting is so different. Even his two sightings that he saw are different. It, it doesn't. It was the same thing. It looked nothing like the first yeah, one, though. This one had a a bulldog's head. The first one was a bulldog head. The second one had a, a long neck. I guess it could still have a bulldog head with a long neck. Yeah. Flaps, black flaps. 
Could be the yeah, I bulldog would also, ears. Anything that I would describe as being like covered in black flaps, I would then not also immediately describe as striking. Striking black flaps. With those striking black flaps covering all of its body. What? what? A flap. Like they're dog ears, like they're over, but they're not like Flappy. big floppy ears, like a, I want to say a beagle, but. Other dogs. Yeah, beagles have big ears. Yeah. I also have big ears. Nearly a century after Hall's alleged sightings in 1921, near the new place, it's a new place, it's not New South Wales, it's the southern highlands town of Robertson. Of course. Uh, This sighting was reported in Weird Australia. Real reports of uncanny creatures, strange sightings, and extraordinary encounters. Which is that the name of the magazine? I don't, I don't know if it's a magazine. Is that is that like the name of it? That's one really long name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like we went through every one of those names when we were trying to decide what we were going to name our podcast. <laughs> yeah, read it back to me one more time. The name: Uncanny re- Creatures, Strange Sightings, Extraordinary Encounters. A hundred percent. I feel like all of those were on the long list at one point. <laughs> this one book destroyed every dream of one of those working. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'm just gonna read this one, like I've read the other ones. Yep, do it. A party of men who lived by means of their skill at shooting went out. They returned terrified and related that they came upon the thing basking in the sun, on the side of a hole supposed to be bottomless, situated about the center of the swamp and at their approach. The creature, which they stated to approximate the size of a two-year-old steer in which appeared to possess two short, broad fins or flippers and in color was a dirty white or very light gray, took fright and plunged into the hole. So another, another one. We're just accepting the fact that a bottomless hole exists too? It's 1921, man. I mean, that's fair. Bottomless could be like 30 feet. I mean, there's that one fucking like cave system where the stairs go down and they've never found the bottom oh. of the stairs. And that like keeps me up at night sometimes. Just thinking about that. I'm like, I might be willing to sacrifice my life to see and just know where the fuck that ends. Because like you can't. The way it, it's I don't know if you know anything about this, if you've heard about this at all. But yes. it's like it's so far down. You have like you have to take supplies with you because you have to like sleep and eat and go to the bathroom while you're fucking climbing down these stairs for days. You can't physically like take enough stuff with you yeah. to get down as long and as it takes. Up. Yes, you, you get to a point of no return and have not reached the bottom. Like It's fucking insanity. We, I don't, this isn't necessarily the right platform to do an episode on this, but like I want to... Bonus episode. I want to look into that shit so bad because that keeps me up at night sometimes. 100% I'm on board with that. Okay, the final story that uh, I've researched and I think collectively we've researched is a, in a 1907 magazine, another magazine. Uh, it's called The Book Fellow. And I tried to find like a PDF or anything that I could, you know, read this it's not really it's from the book a itself. good story. It's yeah, it's a, from a What's magazine, the Bookfellow. The Bookfellow. It's a magazine. The Bookfellow. Okay, I was saying this is a really, really shitty name for a book, but this is a slightly better name for a magazine. Yeah. Um. So it's uh not a uh, encounter story. Was book aficionado already taken? God, I hope I hope not. It's gonna be my new magazine, book aficionado. Uh, like books. books, read this magazine. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, 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 continue. Um, so this magazine held an Australian-wide competition for the best drawing of a bunyip. And so some of those Google pictures, uh, I believe, according to the um, source that I got this information from, were from that thing, but I couldn't verify because I didn't have any of the four issues of the magazine that these pictures were um, published in. But a winner was decided. Don't know who won. Don't know what the picture looked like. This is a very 
Very shitty story to <laughs> this end is on. A fantastic one. Should've I'm into this that one story. first. Um, but uh, if you're from Australia, and uh, I did look and see what uh, libraries they are available in, and there is at least four. So if you're in Australia, just like send me. I a have picture actually seen there is that. there is some downloads in Australia. A number of downloads. So it yeah. looks like maybe there's we know somebody you're listening. listening to a couple of episodes in head, Australia. Head over more to, than one episode um, if you want to help us out. Um, that one we'll give you a mad shout out. Absolutely, not like it. Not like it'll be cool. Like I'm gonna be really angry when I give you said shout out. A- anger shout out, like a shout. This out. fucking guy did everything that I asked him to do. Okay. <laughs> Good on you, guy. God. Or girl, sorry. Yeah, male you, or female, guy whatever, is, whoever you want to be, whatever. Guy is not. Yeah. Sex. Anyway, we're gonna move past that. Uh, yeah, that's all the stories I had. Okay, so some proposed explanations for as what what this could that face is so terribly. <laughs> uh, it, you had kind of mentioned something similar to this earlier, but didn't really say that as it being an explanation. But I saw that elephant seal was a pretty common one. Yes, um, they can. Uh, they're known to like follow rivers farther inland than is commonly known by like the public like tiger I sharks guess. yeah like that kind of thing where you just like end up with bull sharks in fucking bull sharks, lake sorry. michigan was it yeah yeah terrifying yeah things like that where it just makes its way up oh what the fuck some of the descriptions here? are kind of weird like that um it's it's got like a floppy nose like elephant seal sometimes that's described as a beak by people okay so that that kind of fits some of those weird descriptions in weird ways it doesn't have legs yeah, really yeah. though so that one's kind of strange um, but a lot of those a lot of those things said that they only saw the head and like or from the back or yeah, weird things like that but they then didn't see the, in the the one that was just from the back seemed more like it was like in the i want to say jungle like it seemed like it was not yeah i don't know it, that one seemed more like a bird to me which it segues next into my next one which would be a southern cassowary um originally the first written account detailed that the bunyip uh quote laid pale blue eggs of immense size possessed deadly claws powerful hind legs and a brightly colored chest but you, if you don't know that's, that's a fucking bird it's a cassowary just, yeah you just described a bird i don't know what a cassowary, a cassowary bird. is like a uh like an, a really aggressive um ostrich or an emu. That sounds fucking terrifying. Yeah, dude, fucking uh, shout out to... Okay, so Far Cry 5 just came out. That's mm-hmm. cool. I want to say Far Cry 3. It might have been 4, but Far Cry 3. There's like like animals that just like exist in that game. And then you just like stumble upon them and they start attacking you kind of thing. And those are in one of them. And they're kind Shit. of fucking terrifying. And I don't, I'm not like a big fan of birds as it is. So yeah. I don't know if flightless birds are more or less terrifying. Uh, they're 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 big. Let me, they're, yeah, let me get they, a size on a cassowary. Most flightless you. birds, but like maybe besides penguins, are quite large. Emus, Even ostriches. Some, there's some penguins that were like six feet tall. I think they're extinct now. But <coughs> emperor penguins are pretty big. That's terrifying. Even I don't know. I like Ooh, okay, penguins. Okay, so females are bigger and more brightly colored. Adult southern cassowaries are 1.5 to 1.8 meters tall, which is 4.9 to 5.9 feet tall. Although some females may reach 2 meters, 6.6 feet, and weigh up to 129 pounds. Shit. It's a big fucking bird, son. And it's, it's a weird looking bird. Um, I will link to an image of a cassowary. Connor did not know what one was, so don't feel bad if you didn't know what one is. They kind of have like a weird blue head and like almost like a, a turkey gobble gizzard thing hanging below that's kind of like red pink. They look evil as fuck because birds are Satan. Uh, it has like a weird like plate on top of its head and then its body looks like fur, not feathers. It's like black fur. It kind of looks like a cow, but then it just has like a, a bird. Dude, birds. Fucking gross. I hadn't, I hadn't run across that in my research, but I think this is my favorite uh, explanation Explanation, yeah, of uh, what a bunyip might be. An angry bird? No, this next one. The one that I'm about to present to you. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe you, you, you came across it in your research. Um, so some people will think that it could be a sci- surviving dipro- diprotodon. Yes. This is probably this is my favorite because dinosaurs and prehistoric animals. Not a dinosaur, not, but yeah. yeah, 
prehistoric animals. It's a place to see. Yeah. Um, megafauna. It's the largest known marsupial to have ever lived. Yeah. And so to protodon means two forward teeth, apparently, and is said to have gone extinct nearly 46,000 years ago. And like you said, it is the largest marsupial that ever lived and dwelled in open forests, grass, woodlands, and stayed close to water and ate leaves, shrubs, and some grasses. And bones of these massive koala cousins have been found across Australia. And the largest that they had found were the size of a hippotamus. Just quite Well, the sizing they were given on some of the ones for the bunyip was like the size of a cow. Yeah. Or a calf, maybe they said, but I I think a cow was like around the size. So a hippopotamus doesn't sound like absurdly out of the size range. Especially Um, that's the largest one they found. That's, I'm super into these as well. I'd seen a couple of other different species as well that I am going to um, maybe try and read, but probably won't make it into the episode. I'll definitely include, I'll try and remember to include the names. We should um, definitely try to include a Diprotodon. That, that one, that photo. one definitely will. Um, the other ones is like Zygomatris Natotherum and Palochitis. I probably butchered all of those. I am not a biologist or scientist of any kind, um, or an archaeologist. All of them just look like stupid bears. Yeah, it's like the the recreation software is like weird. It looks like a bear with um, like a Triceratops horn on its nose. Badass. That's the Zygo whatever one. Oh, this guy's kind of cute. Whoa, that looks like a photo of one. Uh, that'll be epic. Uh, this must just be a Photoshop. It's got to be Photoshopped. This looks kind of like a taper. Like it looks like mm-hmm. it has like a regular thing and then like a separate nose on top of. Yeah, that's what that's what I came across. This uh, this is actually a different one, the Palochitis, but. I have the other one. I had that Diprotodon, whatever up. I'm going with Diprotodon. <clears throat> Diprotodon? Yeah. Diprotodon. That's a fucking badass name. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the way that I would describe the Diprotodon is if you combined a bear and a sloth into one thing and then made its nose a rock. Rock nose with teeth. I mean, I don't see any teeth in this specific one. This one's being ridden by a Tasmanian tiger. It ridden? I mean, it's on its back, so humped or ridden, I guess. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, picture a marsupial and then make it be large. I was gonna say, I guess I had seen that um, as far as, as that, it was either they were describing like a cultural memory of the extinct Australian marsupials or they were actually describing like a living existing should be extinct marsupial. Humans lived during those times. Not as human. Oh, uh, maybe so. Yeah. 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 But the, the, the cultural memory kind of thing. So it's yeah, like it's it ingrained down. Yeah. in your, your memory. Um, additionally could have stemmed from uh, aboriginals coming into contact with prehistoric bones. There's another yeah. theory I saw as well. So if you find these bones of this thing and you're like, what the fuck is this guy? What is a super massive fucking skeleton? What could it be? So is it, uh, is it almost that time again? Yeah. Did you have a pros and cons list? Nope. Okay. I had uh, a, a small bit on there and I, I, I talked about the thing on my cons before. I will I guess start with that one. Um, again, it just seems kind of like it's, catch-all for anything unknown. Agreed. Uh, I saw, again, descriptions describing it as a predator, and other ones as a a herbivore, and the descriptions of what it looks like vary so widely. Again, leading back to to the Doarku episode, where it seems like it may just be misidentification of existing animals, or whatever, but as far as the pros go, that the cultural memory is like a big one. Also, um, I'm a huge fan of just like still existing yeah. prehistoric things or like something that we we knew existed a long time ago and we were pretty sure it was extinct. See like 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 see well that or um 
like the Tasmanian tiger, how now there's like some weird sightings of that shit going on again. And yeah, it almost seems that's like, something like we, we might have to do well. an episode on the Tasmanian tiger, which is like a little bit different than some of the other stuff that we've been doing too. But at the same, cause like, again, there's photos of the last known ones in existence yeah. in captivity. And those are, oh, God damn it. I'll try to remember to include a photo of one of those too. Cause they're pretty cool. You don't have to, we're going to do an episode on them. We okay, cool. Don't, I will not include, include a photo then. Fuck y'all. Just Go look, look it up, up on your own. Fucker. Tasmanian tigers. Cool as hell. Yeah. I, there was something else that I, th- I want to say you had said that also. The, the cave paintings were interesting. When I... Ah, oh, damn it. I, okay, I need you to pull that one up, actually. I wish we had done this at the time. C-H-A-L-L-I-C-U-M. Shall I come bunyip? One more time. C-H-A-L-L-I-C-U-M. So there should be, on the photos, there's like a black smudge kind of thing, and it kind of looks like an elephant seal shape to me. Or potentially the body and neck of a cassowary. C-H-A-L-L-I-C-U-M. Okay. Didn't pop up on my recommended thing. You could probably also try Fiery Creek, but... Uh, that looks like a whale. Whale. That's a bird. Looks like an elephant seal, or like potentially um, a cassowary. So you have like a, an oblong body, two legs, and a head. So it kind of looks like a bird, or it kind of looks like a seal. It does kind of look like a whale. It's just get that shape. I mentioned it earlier. We'll link to the photo. I could see a bird, yeah, now that you say that. It's like uh, one of those pictures where do you see the wine glass or do you see the two people kissing or whatever it is? Pretty yeah. similar shape to this elephant seal. And it was supposedly like after the, the animal had killed someone, it was speared and then they drew it. Uh, okay, real quick, one thing I will say also. So the, the, the uh, dio... Diprotodon. Diprotodon. The the skeleton kind of looks similar to like the skull looks a little bit similar to an elephant skull in the way that when you look at an elephant skull, it looks like it is a goddamn giant cyclops. That's epic. Have you yeah. seen the, a skull of an elephant? I, I will link to a photo of this. Giant eyes. It, it, it's well, no, it's just like one big like where the trunk is or something, or like it's. Com- combined with the thing you the, don't there's the not two is, defined eye like where like human eyes are there's like sockets you get it elephant it just looks like it's a fucking cyclops it's f- it's pretty terrifying yeah so i could see this like the single eye description as like the diprotodon skeleton so if you have these cultural memories plus people stumbling upon like bones and then you see unknown things just around as it is or the platypus just shit like that I can see where this kind of could just come from. Yeah, and the the nose is like, in these recreations of a diprotodon are like very in the middle, very large compared to their eyes. Like this picture, if I don't blow it up, it's like you can hardly see the eyes. So I, I could guess I could see the nose being mistaken for an eye. Oh, okay. Also that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like the nose cavity and the skull, it looks like. I think it's a nose cavity. Looks like that might be where an eye would be because I don't see many. Like a lot of these, the eye sockets don't look like they're through the skull, but more like in dense. Just concaved. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So I, I think I kind of just got off the fence in that section uh, I, I kind of think it's just that that cultural memory accompanied with but maybe finding remains uh, fossilized remains of extinct creatures I, again I'd love there to be more extinct stuff I'm sure there's plenty of stuff hiding out in the in the bush out there if it is real I think it's a diprotodon but a lot of the, the sightings say they're in the water, and I don't know. I mean, they're pretty big beasts, I guess. If they're more like hippopotamuses, they spend a lot of time in there. But that would lead me to believe that they are hairless. 
So, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Marsupials are aquatic animals. Sloths can swim. I, I'm not. I'm not debating that it can swim, but holy shit! Real quick about the cassowary, it can run up to 31 miles per hour through dense forest underbrush. A cassowary can also jump nearly five feet straight up in the air and swim. I like Apparently, it's like really good less. at swimming. So, especially like a fucking wet bird that does not have feathers, it has fur. That'd look weird as hell. D- yeah, d- this looks super weird in the water, man. Yeah, very on par with the cassowary. <laughs> Jesus. This guy, this guy's got a fucking riot shield. Defending himself with a fucking rusty metal shield from a giant six foot bird that is just, just drop trying to drop kick him in the fucking. Oh my god! Savage animals. They look super prehistoric. Um, that plate I, on their head is is so prehistoric. Yeah, that is the the only way to describe it. Like it looks like a tooth. This. This picture I'm looking at, they're massive. They're fucking big birds, man. They can get up to six feet tall. They're massive, and then they've got this big plate on mm-hmm. their head. Like, what the fuck? If you don't think that dinosaurs are real, I, I want to post this picture because in the front, the foreground of this picture... <laughs> I think that's the one I'm going to use. Yeah. But these look very dinosaur-esque. Like, this one almost doesn't even look like it has a beak. They're weird looking. I don't know who in their right mind would fucking... I'm into the other ideas, and I love those theories, but it's just, I think it's... They're they're just too many differing descriptions that I can't put a pin on it, the exact one it is. And they're... They don't really correlate with each other too well. The 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 descriptions are opposing. It's all, it, it seems very apparently a different animal in most instances. And especially with like talking about like the eggs that it's laying being really large and it just it adds up to And it it could be a, the case that these are all being thrown into the bunyip because it's so widely known whereas they're just different cryptids altogether. Well, and at at the top too, I had mentioned that there was uh I had seen that it was there was at least nine regional variations of this creature. So if there's it maybe it's like oh, this word roughly translates to bunyip, which roughly translates to so you have a lot of like translation issues in getting that resolved. So maybe each of these names is, is specific too not late. to the bunyip and it's they're all getting lumped into one but like each of them are different creatures so one of them is the diprotodon one of them is just a cassowary one of them is an elephant seal or whatever yeah. but then they all got lumped into bunyip when english speaking people were trying to get involved i guess is the only way i can think of to say that yeah they always seem to fuck fuck things up europeans europeans from england I mean, which is also in turn us, but yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely got a good history of different stories behind it. There, we shared quite a few, and there Obviously, are more. There's, more. there's not a ton of recent sightings. I didn't see True. any like photographic evidence of anything like that either. So that's making it harder for me to uh, to back this as being flesh and blood. Yeah. That fucking first photo I saw, the first two photos, like the one with like the like panther thing, and then the one with the weird eye, like Doctor Seuss fucking yeah. painting looking motherfucker. Cool as hell, but uh, I don't know. But now it's time for the real question, Connor. What is that between the Bunyip and the Brosno Dragon? Who would win? He made me think back to the Brosno Dragon. I know, and I don't even remember recording that episode, and I haven't listened back to it to make notes yet. So, all right, here's okay, what I'm okay. going to say. The, the, the lake monster. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm refreshed a bit. Did you look at your notes? Yeah. Okay. The giant mutant beaver versus the cassowary. Yes. 
Brosno Dragon versus the Bunyip. Yes. Who wins? I don't know. All right. I'll go. You go. always get mad at me go. for putting go. you on the spot first. Uh, the Bunyip is big enough to eat a man. Yes. The Brosno Dragon was big enough to eat an airplane. You've got a point. They also ate men and horses. The Bunyip ate livestock. True. What kind of livestock do they have in Australia? You know, the same livestock they have everywhere. I think livestock pretty much refers to cows and pigs. Cows, pigs, sheep, goats. Okay. Where there's a goat, there's a goat sucker. Uh, so okay, uh, this is this is kind of tough because I don't know if the can the bunyip like hypnotize the Brosno dragon. Like, I think he was specifically humans. I mean, I don't know if you can. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's fair. Can you hypnotize an animal? Because like, don't you have to kind of be willing to be hypnotized? Isn't that like kind of part of the thing? Or not if it's a spell? I feel like if it's a spell, you could hypnotize an animal. It's like a supernatural thing yeah. to it. Like I feel like, man, it's just so across the board on what this thing like, is. Yeah, what do you what do you define the bunyip as? You know what I mean? It's just this this mess of just everything. We had to like narrow down. We're narrow it down. Oh, goddamn. What iteration of the bunyip are we going with? I like the. Um, I, I really like the diprotodon. Oh, yeah. The, the, the living prido, prido, yeah, diprotodon. But. I, can you attribute some of the supernatural abilities? I always. I hate. I hate doing supernatural abilities because I've not ever encountered anything yeah. with supernatural abilities. Yeah. I Honestly, okay. So I think when we started, when I started talking about this, I was thinking Brosno Dragon, but now I'm thinking Bunyip. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going Bunyip. I, t- I changed my own mind. 16 feet. Brosno I Dragon. I saw 16 favorite Brosno Dragon, but remember in the one, it said that it was 12 to 13 feet. Yeah. For the Bunyip, and that was maybe just its neck? I think they're pretty well even. There, there's not a, a significant size advantage either right. way it wouldn't appear. Dragon-like creature or mismatch of everything. I'd have to give it to the Bunyip. I, th- I think I'm with you on that page. Um, the Bunyip has just, you know, a stomach mouth. The, the giant single eye is definitely a vulnerability. It's a, it's a weak spot. Uh, depth perception is going to be off. Uh, you know, it's going to be rough for sure. But, uh, yeah, I think the supernatural abilities is just like, that's, that's got to be the tipping point where I have to be like, okay, if it's, if it's going to be close and this is part of the thing too, I have to give it that. That puts it over the edge, and I think I have to give it to Bunyip. Yeah, I think Bunyip. Takes uh takes the cake. All right. And so and last week it looks like a Siberian tiger. We asked this very same question on social media. Yes, we did. For you to answer about the Brosno dragon and mermaids, who you would think would win in that altercation. And here is what you thought. Alrighty, on Twitter, literally everybody thought that the Brosno dragon would outweigh the mermaid. I, I believe that's fair. 100%. And yep. that was what, what we both said as well. On board with the Twitter followers. How about Facebook? Uh, Facebook was similar. Somebody broke it at the end there, like the last couple of days. 
somebody got their vote in for mermaids. But other than that, there was a vote for mermaids on on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, Brosno Dragon reigns supreme over the over the mermaid. The mer- the one the single mermaid with a spear. Yes, a sing- possibly a <laughs> with Roman a sword. with a Roman sword that he found <laughs> rusted on the bottom of the ocean. A rusty Roman sword took too long for the tetanus to to set in. Well, thank you to everyone who answered this week's poll. I always enjoy when the the folks out on the the Twitter and Facebook universe respond to our our shit. Yeah, I uh, honestly that's yeah, I I do I do quite enjoy the seeing the numbers come in on those. So thank you, thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for checking out this week's episode. If you want to get your two cents in, answer this week's polls on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Count Cryptid or Counting Cryptids on Facebook. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions, or you just want to chat, you can email us at CountingCryptids at Hotmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and tell your friends. He's been Connor. He's been Jacob. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks for another fascinating installment of Counting Cryptids.